Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, everybody. I hope you guys have a fun day today. We're going to go over um, kind of a tough subject, uh, but it's a very important subject. Um, and I'm going to get um, definitely a lot of feedback from uh, Coach Jan and Coach Molly on their personal experiences as they go through this. Um, now, before we get started, weren't you guys right in there? Um, what branch you served in, when you served, and uh, hopefully at the end here, we're going to actually have a point where we actually go over some questions and stuff like that. So um, this is actually going to be about mental health and dealing with the family and helping them understand what's going on here. Uh, I think that that's a very important thing uh, because once you've got that, your family is going to work as a unit and everybody's going to understand what everybody's going through. And it's, it's really cool that a family can actually do that. Um, and as we go further into this conversation, we're going to find out. So my name is senior veteran coach, Dr. John Trimble. I was a psychologist for about 20 years, but I was also uh, part of the airborne Rangers. And um, so I have um, what I call uh, both sides of the couch. Um, views on different things. So, uh, Coach Jan, why don't you tell us who you are and, and, and why we're here. So. Hey, thanks. 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 While we're chatting, um, go ahead and drop into, again, the chat, where you're from, what branch you're in. If you want to give your coach, your coach a shout out, feel free to do so. Um, so I am veteran coach Jen uh, McDonald. <laughs> Just changed my last name, so that's why it slipped me. <laughs> Um, I am, I've been with VA Claims Insider going on uh, almost two years, and um, it's the most rewarding role that I have ever, ever been in. Um, I've always um, professionally worked in some manner with benefits and veterans, um, typically on the healthcare side. Um, but this is, this is a complete game changer. Um, absolutely one of the most rewarding situations I've ever been able to um be involved in. I'm the daughter, wife, and mother of United States Marines. Um, my dad was a Vietnam era Marine. My husband is a uh, combat Gulf War vet. Um, I have a son who served in Afghanistan and Iraq as an O331. Um, and I have another one in boot camp, Marine Corps boot camp right now that'll be graduating um, at the end of the month. So kind of the family business for the guys in our family. I, however, did not serve. My perspective is um, very different from a lot of the veterans that are in the room. I find, though, that my perspective sometimes is a little bit eye-opening for some of our veterans when uh, we have our forward-facing groups. So um, coming in as, again, a family member and a supporter of my own veterans and veterans in my community um, with that perspective. Okay. Coach Molly. Yeah, so much like Jen, I am also a military wife. Uh, proud Navy, 
veteran wife. Um, and I'm also a coach. Actually, I just hit my year with VACI today. So it's been an amazing, amazing ride. Um, I just, I can't believe that I get to do this every single day and help uh, a community that's near and dear to my heart and has always been. Uh, my grandpa was also uh, a Navy veteran. And so we're Navy through and through over here, just like Jen, you're Marines through and through over there. Um, but yeah, looking forward to discussing this because I have a social work background. So mental health has always been, again, near and dear to my heart. Uh, and I enjoy talking about it and educating people on it. Awesome. That, that, that is just awesome. And guys, that, these two coaches here, that they are top of the line coaches. Um, they study hard. They, they make sure that they've got everything taken care of and they, they will definitely take care of you. As we go along, you'll see their links so you can actually get with them if you decide, hey, I'm going to get part of this uh, program and you'll see the links that you can actually click on. Um, now, as we get into this, I think the most important thing is about the symptoms. It's just like about the CMPs, about everything else. It's the symptoms that the, the veteran goes through and displays on a daily basis. That is the most important thing for, uh, I, I would say, the family to not only understand, but to kind of really get into it and talk to their veteran about how do they feel about you know this type of situation or how does this affect them. And by doing that, um it really brings the family together so uh what i would like to do is start with uh jen how when you're actually in a situation and you've learned all of this how do you adapt to help um, the veteran not only get through that but to also help the family to understand so i'll actually go back a little bit one thing that really helped me to be able to uh to be able to understand was going through these processes and understanding understanding the symptoms and impairments and how they manifest um, very similarly with almost all of our veterans. So being able to coach my coach my veterans through their processes to their CMP exams, helping them make their identifications. I always reference or refer my veterans to if you have a if you have a spouse, you have somebody that's very, very close to you, bring them into this process of identification. And this is really going to open up um, a dialogue for, for you guys, but also help that spouse, daughter, caregiver to understand what it is that is that, that's manifesting as a symptom. So for example, um, you know, my husband's a combat vet and there's a lot of social anxiety that is really just really trained into him, that hypervigilance, that level of suspicion. Um, and as the anxiety ticks up, for some veterans, it manifests as irritability, um, anger, ang the anxiety as it rises, they come become more volatile, their personal bubble becomes smaller. So for example, we go out, we go out to eat, I know exactly where I need to sit, I'm walking into a restaurant, I know that I'm sitting with my back to the door, I'm sitting with my back to the crowd, or um, to a mirror so that he's got the, the, the scope of vision to be able to see the situation and not feel unsafe. And that's really, that, that's just born from, from basic training from boot camp. That's that, that vigilance that, that always be aware, always be prepared. Um, and some people, that's just how I am. That's just who I am. I'm a, I'm a veteran. 
But to the rest of the world, it's a symptom. <laughs> to the rest of the world, it's a symptom. So that's just one example of being able to identify this is a situation that is related to my my loved one being a veteran, having this training and having been in these experiences or these situations that um, a loved one can be prepared to help manage those situations um, and, and help your your veteran keep that that anxiety to a minimum. That's awesome. And, and to be honest with you, that's awesome advice uh, because uh, it is important that everybody understand where somebody's coming from. Now, Coach Molly, your experiences might be a little bit different. Is there anything that you do to adapt? Um, because, I mean, you've got little ones and stuff like that also. So um, is there anything that you're doing to adapt knowing that, okay, this is, you know, maybe a trigger point or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And, and it is different with little ones. Um, I feel like I've talked to a lot of veterans and a lot of their PTSD symptoms or the mental health symptoms, they get heightened when there are more dependents and especially children involved, you know, especially like with me as a mom, you know, I changed so much when I had children. It's just a different role that you have to play. And that's that's much like veterans, you know, your role is always changing. And so, yes, when there are kids involved as well, you know, that changes. So the triggers might change, you know, your response, um, you know, and situationally, especially in restaurants as well, you know, the more people you have at the table, the more, you know, overview they're going to want to have of the exits and all of that. So yeah, it definitely changes. Um, but again, just making yourself aware of that and aware of the veteran or your loved one's triggers, getting ahead of it can not only help you um, cope, but it can also help, you know, your veteran cope and manage those situations better too. That, that's perfect. Uh, and that, again, great advice and a uh, real easy way to put it together. See, now when we all become warriors, uh, uh, us veterans, is we become warriors, one of the main things that we're taught from day one is look up for your buddy. Um, so when we come out, that's what we're doing is still that protection type of thing that's going on. And we really have to watch that. Um, but we need to let everybody know that's what I'm doing. I'm not, you know, I'm not acting like this because I just want to be, you know, um, out there. I'm acting like this is because I'm, I'm triggered. I, I need to have these type of things to help me. And with what your two are, are saying, it's perfect because when the family, again, understands this, the family is going to respond in a way to where um, it's going to help not only the veteran, but it's going to help everybody. So when you have kids, too, it's not that bad of an idea to let them in on just a little bit. Hey, look, you know, dad's going to do this or mom's going to do this. or um, That way, the family fully understands what's going on. And then they become part of that protection circle. They become part of that protection of helping the veteran. And I think that that's where um, I know my anxiety, when people around me that know, you know, my little things, um, when I get to that point and they know it, they're protecting me. Like, okay, I need to open this up a little bit more. I need to screw over here so he can see. That, that'll lead the veteran to go like, Okay, cool, man. I'm still part of the fire team here. I'm still, I've still got this going right. That will calm that down just a little bit. It's just a natural process. I think that there's that there's definitely an element of of control that contrib contributes to um, 
level of depression and anxiety with veterans as well. You're trained to be large and in charge. I got this. I can handle this. I've been in command. Um, even if you, even if you've not been in command, you're still trained that you've got this. You can do this. You can handle this. And for a veteran, when they're starting to get that feeling that maybe I don't got this, maybe I'm not. I'm not taking care of my people the way I should be taking care of them. I'm not able to keep all my lids on all my pots and veterans can crash hard. This is a pride thing that I'm not maintaining. Um, you know, I'm not making enough money. I'm not making everybody happy. My kids aren't listening to me. Um, you know, oh, gosh, I, now I'm not getting, you know, something's going wrong at work. And when they feel like their lids are not on all their pots and this is normal. I mean, this is normal for anyone. I think for veterans who are trained that you have to maintain a level of control. This is your role that when you're out of that military situation and you're you're just in regular life, which is a free for all, when you're not able to keep your lids on all of your pots, they crash hard. They crash hard, and a lot of a lot of a just a default emotion is anger. And you'll have a veteran that is saying things they don't want to, they don't mean to say. They they are isolating. You know, leave me alone. I don't want to go hang out, and they just start caving in on themselves. And that's where we need to be prepared to avoid these 22 a day. We need to be prepared to support our loved ones through this. I'm a support for you. You don't have to have it all. I promise you, you're not going to be able to tell your veteran that they don't need to be in control because they do. This is something that they they went through training when they were young. And when they were young and impressionable, they were taught they have to be in control. But this is things that we can watch for. We can watch for um, watch for those signs of depression when they're not able to to seem like they're really controlling the situation um, to support them. Where can I help out? How can I get you help? Um, and and understanding that you you're there for them um, and and help them through. This is this is really hard um, when a veteran feels like they're they're not living up to their expectations of themselves um that that's it's huge and it could manifest in a lot of different ways right and that's an excellent point when you do have those explosions of anger usually what follows after that is depression and guilt that you did this oh my god i can't believe i did this in front of my family and this and by doing that that's when we get into danger zones where other ideas start popping into the head. So yeah, that's exactly right, Jen. That's about the time where it's like, no, no, hold on a second. I'm your teammate. You're going to get through this. Now, just tell me what you need, and I'm going to get you help here. Um, it's an excellent way to do it. But also <coughs> let them know, hey, look, it's not that bad. We're, we're doing fine. We're, we're good. We're safe. We're doing it. Then that can bring them right back to the uh, the protection mode that they're, they've been trained to do the whole time. Um, and I know um, when you're dealing with that and um, that lots of things can pop into your head. Okay, I've, I've got to watch this over here. I've got to watch this side over here. Oh, wait, who is that guy? It, that kind of stuff happens. But as long as you're working together as a team, that can take the edge off of each one of those. And as it takes the edge off of it, before you know it, everything's going nice and smooth. And it's really easy. You might have flare-ups, but then you can actually redirect and bring them back into line everything's going to be fine. And that is part of that protection thing that I, I talked about. So um, uh, hopefully um, 
you guys understand that. And I think it's really important that loved ones actually are part of that because when they understand that, it really does become a team effort. And they really do think, okay, I'm back where I need to be. This is the state. Even if they're in control or not in control, that can be redirected back to where they can feel like, hey, everything's working. Everything's doing nice and smooth. So. And Molly, uh, with the, the younger ones, I, I would think that uh, that becomes a little bit um, off, just a slightly little bit, because there's lots of things that you have to worry about with younger ones. So um, when you're helping with that, is there times where you feel like that you really need to uh, not only know what's going on, but um, with uh, your husband, is there times where you know, okay, no, I see something coming. I need to go ahead and redirect just a little bit here. Yeah, in multiple areas, but we were talking about control, and that's something that you have very little of when you are raising little ones. You know, I have a four-year-old and an 18-month-old, so it's sometimes absolute chaos, um, the best type of chaos because, you know, I wouldn't want it other, any other way. But, yes, you have to find those little things that you can control, but also understanding that they are also learning so much, and they're observing and so sometimes they pick up on things that we're not even teaching them. So really being, you know, making sure that we understand what we're doing, our body language, how we're reacting to situations can ultimately help them understand and know how to behave in restaurants, in situations, you know, that yes, you know, maybe the loved one is going to be a little bit more protective in these types of situations. You know, my daughter knows just like crossing the street, you know, she knows that she needs to be holding someone's hand. She needs to be looking both ways. You know, it's just we try and make it second nature um, in, in any situation. But really the observing and controlling what you can control, those even if, if it's very, very minor things, can help in pretty much all fronts, um, you know, mental health and otherwise. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, matter of fact, repetition is very important because you're actually teaching a positive skill by doing that. So repetition, even if it's redirection or whatever, if you do it over and over and over, it actually does help you get through uh, a lot of negativity. Um, and Jen, I actually have another question uh, for you because I know since your father was a Marine, your husband's a Marine, and you got two sons who are Marines, there's got to be just a little bit different thing that you're doing there because you're the mom of a Marine. That's got to be, and, and you know what? I think back when I first joined, my mom was always worried about everything. I mean, she'd see the news, and the next thing I know, she's wanting to talk. So, um, when um, uh, she, you know, would say, "Hey, Johnny, you doing okay?" Oh, you, I, I just got that little, it, it's almost like I was back in high school, you know, are you making sure that you got your homework done? You're making sure that you got this done? So when you're a mom of a, of a Marine, that's got to be just a little bit different, right? So <laughs> when, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I'm sorry to throw that at you, but it, it's one of those things where it just seems to me that it would be just a little bit different because um, that whole protection thing comes in and you're going to be a little bit more protective there because it, it's sort of like, you know, your husband is like going, okay, well, yeah, I'm protecting him, but I know what he's capable of. 
Your son, on the other hand, is getting into a lifestyle that is just a little bit different than, say, playing football at, at the local high school. So. Yes. So I do see a lot of symptomology that manifests with my son. My son is, um, he, was a, he was a machine gunner um, in, in Sangin. Um, he had different experiences than my husband had, different experiences than my dad had. And, you know, my son in boot camp will have different experiences. And my, my, my son, yeah, lots of symptomology that manifests. Um, I see a lot of it. And as is mom, I, I guess I pretty, I mean, I expect everybody to just understand, you know, he, this is, these were his experiences and this is why he's like this. Give him some grace. You know, for my husband, it's like, okay, enough making excuses. We're going to work with this and we're going to, we're going to fix it. With my son, it's like, nah, no, he's just, <laughs> he's just a Marine. And that's why he's like that. But I always made excuses like that for my dad. You know, people are like, what's wrong with this guy? He's a Marine. I mean, that's how you explain it. You explain it. There's, and we talked about it the other morning. There's a mentality um, call it arrogance, call it bravado, call it confidence, call it what you want. There's a, there's, there's something that goes along with certain military, with certain military roles. And for, for Marines, they are taught, they are, they're the best, they're the elite, it's my way or the highway. And being raised by that, um, marrying that, and then, you know, my, my son really was, had it all growing up. But it took boot camp to kind of take it and restock it and put it put it where. So he's always had those symptoms. He's always been he's a marine. <laughs> but gotcha. I, I do with yeah with him as a mom. I'm just kind of like this is what he went through. You can't understand. Give him a little bit of grace. And it's really not fair because he needs to make those identifications. He needs to understand that those behaviors are manifestations. He needs to understand that. You know, there's there's a way to control this and not not necessarily say those things and 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 have that you know have that manifestation. There's a way to control it, and um, you know his his kids. Who, you know he's got three kids and he's a great dad. He is a great dad, but when things don't go right, he's one of those guys that just climbs right up inside of himself and don't talk to me. Don't it's things aren't right and. Um, social anxiety. Um, you know, he's got he's got his tools that help him through his social anxiety, but you know, those don't always get him in the best situation either. So those are all symptoms. Those are all once you go through this process, and I like I said, I always recommend to my veterans, bring your wife into this situation. Watch this this specific video, watch this with your wife, have a conversation. Um, it'll help her to understand, but it'll also help you to go. Oh, really? I do that? That That's me. Yeah. So then you have all those identifications made going into your psych eval or your CMP. And you can take it further when you're to the point where you're ready to pursue treatment, um, ready to look for some guidance and some assistance on putting those lids back on those pots. Then you have those identifications. You've already had that conversation and you know that you've got somebody that's willing to go through that with you. Right. And I, and I love the uh, analogy with lids on the pot because um, I, that's kind of the way I look at it. If a veteran is actually going through things, that means that, you know, like you got too much heat there and all of a sudden that, that lid starts doing this. That's the point where you go like, okay, I, have to, I better turn down the heat or you better do something or that thing's going to explode and spill over. Um, so that's a perfect analogy there. Um, 
Now, when I think about, you know, Marines, Navy, Air Force, Army, uh, Coast Guard, and Space Force now, um, I think that we're all going to have different experiences. And, and that's what I like about being here is I get to hear about all these different experiences of other different branches. Um, now, we, uh, the particular units that I served with, we did a lot of stuff with Marines. We did a lot of stuff with SEALs and stuff like that. Um, but you would see just little slight differences. Now, I'm sure, Molly, since your husband was in the Navy, uh, there's just slight differences there. But the thing is, it's still the core of protection um, that's always going to be there. Um, and I, I think that's really important that all of us understand that because it's really cool when you really get the grasp of that. And like I said earlier, when we, you're dealing with stuff like that, repetition really helps. If you know that you've got a redirect that works, keep using it, keep bringing it on. And um, that will be uh, one of those things where um, it's going to be like a positive habit. It's just going to all of a sudden pop up. Um, and, and just like when you were talking about with your kids, you know, she holds your hand when you cross the street. She does this. She's always making sure that she's following in step with you. That is the positive type of things that you want to teach. So while you're doing that and you're part of a family, that unit that actually goes through this, so that's what you're trying to do is trying to teach that and also educate yourself at the same time. Now, it's funny, Jen, that you brought that up because I actually looked through the 31 symptoms, and but I did it with my daughters. And uh, when you do this, veterans do not get hurt over this, okay? They're just trying to help you. But they're going to see things that you don't see. Um, and, of course, when my daughter said, oh, yeah, Dad, you do this, you do that. Oh, my God, you do that all the time. I was like, oh, no, I don't. What are you talking about? But I started to listen, and that all becomes part of that uh, thing where the veteran needs to be a little bit vulnerable. And when I started listening, I started going, wait, so, well, this is easy. I can actually redirect during this. I can do this, and I can do this. It's actually taught me. Uh, now, I have all these diplomas on the wall. That didn't teach me anything. My daughter's going through this 31 symptoms thing with me taught me a ton about sight that you can't get out of the book. You can't. It's all experiences. And I think that's the most important thing that what we're talking about today, the three of us are talking about, is experiences and how to work with what you've got and how to get that going. Um, so about it's always sorry. really, really important. No, you're fine. I think that's always really, really important. And when a family does that, oh man, look out. So. I think with the with the 31 symptoms, one thing that I caution um, my my veterans is when, when you go in and you look up the 31 symptoms and they're laid out, understand that those are clinical terms, okay? They're clinical terms and they're referencing, they're referencing during different situations. So what is important is to break down those clinical terms, break down those clinical terms into a, to a lay understanding where you can then make the identification, oh yeah, this is me. This is, this is something I, I do all the time, or this is, you know, my wife, my wife says, um, so I always, when I'm referring my veterans to review those 31 symptoms, I'm warning them, listen, this is going to hallucin hallucinations and uh, delusions. Sounds like somebody whose cheese has completely slipped off their cracker, but it's not. It is, it, it, it is, <laughs> it's, it's intimidating. And you're going to instantly go, that's not me. 
But when you when you break it down to layman's terms and you break it down to potential scenarios that you may identify with, that's when you're like, gosh, yeah, my my consistent delusion is that when I'm out in a crowd, people people are targeting me. I'm not safe. So I'm trying to make eye contact with everybody. I'm, you know, somebody bumps into my shoulder in a crowd and there it's over. Um, that is that's a delusion related to your safety that increases your anxiety. And then it manifests in, you know, however that scenario manifests. But those are things that reading the list isn't going to do you any good. Understanding um, and breaking down those clinical terms into uh, for a lay understanding is going to help you best because the best way to psych eval, CMP, the best way to articulate the symptoms and impairments that you're dealing with is to share examples. And unless you understand those clinical terms as they relate to you, you're not going to be able to do that. So there's a little bit of work involved. Um, studying, um, you know, conversations. And this is another reason why we encourage do your CMP on your own. Obviously, you know, shut the door, be vulnerable away from your wife or your kids or whoever is your support system. But prep with them, you know, bring them into the, the situation and, and let them help you make those identifications. It's very important so that you can you can have an accurate evaluation um, and be able to really, really articulate those symptoms as they manifest in the certain situations that they do socially and at work or in a work-like setting. So understand the big picture of, of how to prep. I love this. As we're talking, we're actually not only doing CMP prep, but we're doing something that's a little bit different more in depth because you just hit on so many different things it's hard to pick out okay don't pay attention that you need to pay attention to all of this because she just hit everything that psych would need i know <coughs> when i came through the program i had to drop that whole doctor thing um and by doing that i became back to the airborne ranger and that's how it affects me um, so when I started looking at it like that, it did change the mindset and just say, okay, I, I need to look at this a little bit more. And then also with my daughters telling me, hey, look, you do this bad um, all the time. And it brought back, you know, memories of things that I did with them. In a, you know, like, uh, for instance, I was driving home one day. I missed the turn. Um, as soon as I missed the turn, I knew I missed the turn. And they were like, dad, you missed the turn. And I was like, going. Oh, yeah, I know, but uh, just in case somebody's following us, uh, I'm going to go down this road and we're going to go a different way home. I just brought in a whole other set of symptoms right there by just saying that one statement. So um, things like that happen. Uh, the best thing to do probably at that time is not point that out, but also talk to them a little bit later about that. Um, that way you can understand that. Now, Molly, um, I'm just guessing that um, when you have you actually sat down with your husband and said, hey, look, I know this is going on. I know this is going on. What can I do to help? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're huge on communication. There's no such thing as too much communication. There's the right time and a right place for certain situations and conversations like you just mentioned. Um, you know, in the heat of the moment, you definitely have to be aware of the conversation and the subject. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what I encourage with my veterans as well. Um, find a loved one, find someone that knows you really, really well, or you feel comfortable talking about this, these situations or these symptoms or, you know, mental health in general. It's not an easy thing to do. 
in a lot of veterans that will prevent veterans from making that leap, kind of being uncomfortably vulnerable. But I always encourage them to do that prior to that CMP exam, because, you know, not only will you maybe dig into symptoms that you have been kind of pushing down, but it's, I feel like just personally, I think it's much better to open up with a loved one and a trust, someone that you really trust prior to doing it with a stranger. Now, some veterans are like, no, I'd so much rather do it with a stranger um, just for comfort level. But, you know, I always, always, always encourage them to talk the 31 mental health symptoms over with that loved one. And like Jen, like Jen said, going beyond the symptom, the best way to explain a symptom is through an example. So not only, you know, yes, I have anxiety, check in the box. Okay. How does that anxiety look? What is the impact of that anxiety? Going further and further into that symptom is really going to make the difference and ensure that you get the rating and compensation that you deserve because you do deserve it. You know, you served, you deserve. And that is why, that's why BACI is here. That's why we're here, that we're coaches. We want to ensure that veterans are getting the compensation and the rating that you guys deserve. That is an awesome pivot. Awesome pivot. So, We've talked about, we've talked about, we've talked about our husbands, we've talked about our family members, we've talked about the symptoms and impairments. Um, and so now we're kind of at, what do we do? What, what, how, how do, we're throwing all these things out that our veterans that we're currently working with understand what we're saying. And there are a lot of veterans that I think that are tuning in that may not yet be, be veterans. We're seeing a lot of questions or be clients, I'm sorry, seeing a lot of questions in the chat. Um, you know, how do I, how do I, how do I? So what we do, um, I like to say we, the word coach um, is exactly correct. We are like, like personal trainers for, for VA claims. You come to us with the, the situation you're in now, whether you've not started, um, never filed a claim, don't know where to start, um, not sure what I should file for, not sure what documentation I need, or you've had denials, you're, you've been successful, but you're kind of stuck. Where do I go from here? Um, what do I need? So you come to us, whatever situation that you're in, and this is what we help with. We provide guidance, recommendation, uh, recommendations, education. We have resources to help you uh, with developing additional supporting evidence. One key, I will tell you that you'll hear consistently through all the coaches is medical evidence. Um, our very first step is going to be developing supporting medical evidence in support of any claim. Um, we have forums, we have coaches, we have our, our assistants, we have teams, and we all work together. Um, so you can work one-on-one, -on -one, you can work part of a group. Um, we've, got, we've got resources to help you be successful, um, whether it takes us a long time to develop or you've got everything already in the chamber ready to go. Um, we can help guide you. But the end all be all is the CMP um, and preparing and understanding the, the rating schedule related to the conditions that you're filing and being prepared to demonstrate the severity. Um, that's kind of the, the culmination of all of it. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And again, this goes back to our, our main thing is about protection. And by protecting the veteran, we know that we're doing the right thing. Veterans actually deserve that. Um, it's not like this is something that uh, should be just, you know, they deserve it. They've earned it. Um, 
Now make sure that um, if you're wanting, if you're not part of BACI right now and you're wanting to join, you're seeing all these different uh, things that come up at the bottom of the screen here to where you can actually click on and learn more about what we did. Um, and as we're doing this, uh, what we do here is we help build that community. Now, th this is something that's really important to veterans is the community of being a veteran, um, the community of being able to talk to somebody or help with your claims by joining the group. Because by doing that, you're part of the community already, but you're really getting part of the family at that point. Um, and you're going to be welcomed here. Um, we're going to help you get to where you need to be. But more importantly, we're going to help you get the recognition that you deserve and also where you need to be with your claims. So um, make sure that when you're seeing these little things that go across the bottom of the screen, that you're writing these down and you actually click on them and go ahead and join the group. Um, there's a lot of things that we do that actually really help out with the classes that we do. Uh, the discussions that we have right now, um, I couldn't be more proud to have these two here with me because it, these two actually not only um, have done all the, the scholarly things about all what how this works, they've lived it they, and they continue to live it. And it's one of those things where, yeah, we really need to pay attention to what they're saying. That's because if you do, then that's going to actually help you with um, being able to make your home life a lot better, um, making your social life a lot better. Um, and no, I'm not saying that you need to go out to party with uh, anybody that's, you know, inviting you or anything like that. But at least if you have a teammate or you have a fire team like your family and they're helping you get through these situations, it's going to make it a little bit better. And by doing that, you're also interacting with the family in a way to where they're going to remember that. Stuff. Um, I'm sure both of you go through the things where, you know, you, there's so many different things that happen with a family and you want that, that family cohesiveness because uh, when you have that, then everything kind of just flows together and it's sort of like, oh, we are protecting each other. And I think that's the main thing. And I know with our community here at DHBI, that's what it's all about is protecting each other. Okay, brother, I've got you, or okay, sister, I've got you. We're going to get through this, um, and that always helps out the best. So what you guys are doing are, is just, and what you guys are talking about is just so important. It's just so, um, it just warms my heart because I'm like, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. Um, so, so you were talking about you were talking about the community and the support. Um, with VA Claims Insiders. So there's two things that I kind of wanted to touch on. One, I mean, obviously, kind of like Molly was saying, there's, everybody everybody doesn't have somebody that they're comfortable in confiding in and, and bringing into their process, especially with mental health. That's tough. I mean, talking about, you know, having difficulty with your ankle, talking about having difficulty with your back, so much easier than talking about having difficulty with your mental health. There still is that taboo. Um, and so that's where our community comes comes in and is really vital. So we have our we have our, our coaching forums. We have coffee with the coaches in the morning. It's camaraderie. It's chit chat. It's you know sharing your experiences, developing a rapport um, with the coaches and with other veterans. Same with all of our classes. Yep, we get in there and we we talk about the content, but then we're on question and answer. 
talking, you know, veterans asking questions and sharing some vulnerable, some vulnerable information. Um, and for some people, that's the support. That's how they are um, finding the comfort in being able to go through these processes. So, um, you know, that's that's one benefit of, of being a VA Claims Insider veteran client. That's one benefit is the coaching forums and the, the community. I mean, we really have developed a, a family mentality, a family feel in those rooms. Um, and we still have new people joining, new people joining, you know, pop in once or twice um, or be there for every class. It, it's a huge benefit to being part of part of the program. Um, having your coach one-on-one, -on -one, developing that rapport, maybe that's your one person. I have several veterans who have confided so much in me as they go through this process, um, built that rapport, built that level of trust, and I'm the person that's helping them through as they're making these identifications. Um, so just understand that it's more than just more, so much more than just the claims process. Okay, we're, we're guidance, we're support, um, we're community. There's so much more than just developing um, developing your claim and prepping for your CMP. There is so much more available to you, available to you and your team, your support system, if you do have someone who's going through all of this with you. Yeah, no, that's actually a good point. Hey, guys, that's what I'm talking about. See, this is the type of brand of coach that you're going to get if you join BACI. You're going to get coaches like this that um, can understand not only the veteran's point of view, but also understand the family point of view. So you can definitely get started free today. Uh, just click the link that you see right down here and join our elite membership. By doing this, you're going to get assigned to a coach. And when you're assigned to a coach, you're going to start getting strategies and you're going to start seeing, okay, this doesn't have to be nothing but negative and stuff like that. Now, um, before we go any further, I noticed a question, um, uh, but the, the only problem is the questions are going so fast now. Uh, I noticed a question here, uh, Patrick. Uh, what do you say to someone who refuses to admit they have PTSD? This is actually really important, okay? Um, the best thing that I know is when you go through those 31 symptoms, and you actually start marking them out and seeing going like, and like my daughters, like I told you how my daughters did me, dad, you do this, dad, you do that. Some of those I didn't even know was a symptom. And I have a PhD in psychology. So that's the kind of thing that uh, this, that particular thing that uh, Brian Reese, our founder, came up with is so brilliant because it does let you know, wait, that is a symptom. I get it now. Um, and if they go through that list, they're going to see um, if they're if they are suffering a lot. They're going to see that they they have five, six, seven, eight. The number goes up of those symptoms. Now those symptoms are actually going to be coincided with how they respond on a daily basis in those three areas, like Jen mentioned earlier: social, family, and economic or work. You're going to notice that uh, things happen there, and you're going to notice that wait. Yeah, that happens three or four times a day. Well, if it happens three or four times a day, that is a little bit up there. So you need to make sure that um, they see that. And by just presenting it in that manner, doesn't come out like, oh, you have PTSD. You're mad all the time. You're doing it. It doesn't come off like that. It comes off like, hey, look, I'm here trying to help. And remember what I said, veterans, one, need to be recognized. 
That's the one thing that I know veterans that I've always dealt with and been myself. I need to be recognized for what I what I not only went through, but what I'm feeling. Two, a pathway to uh, being able to cope with it and being able to feel like I'm part of a team. Um, and that's definitely what you're going to get here at DCI. And that's what you're going to get too, also, when your family starts coming in. Like with these um, uh, coaches that have talked about how they brought their family in a different situation. So, Patrick, hopefully that helps you. Um, and I know that um, there's a lot of questions here, and I would love to answer every one. Um, but we get we get caught up. I mean, there's this thing is rolling like it's a ticker tape here. So it is. It is. I have, I have another perspective on Patrick's question. So it's important to you. It may not be PTSD. You may not. You may go through a. You may go through a psych eval, whether it's an independent psych eval with Telemedica or through the VA or your own private provider. It may not be PTSD. PTSD is a diagnosis. So it may be adjustment disorder. It may be um, generalized anxiety. You, you don't know for sure until you go through the psych eval and you get that formal diagnosis. So it may not be PTSD. It may be something that's manifesting from an experience that you had in service. Yes. Um, it also may be contributed to by chronic pain or some significant condition that's causing um, a lifestyle impact and contributing to depression, anxiety, sleep issues. So you really need to have that evaluation done so that you have a formal diagnosis and you know where you're starting from. It very well may not be PTSD. Um, again, it may be something that is, is another similar diagnosis, but that's what those 31 symptoms are meant for. That's pulled out of a diagnostic tool that the psychological community uses to form a diagnosis. So these 31 symptoms put together with a level of impairment um, actually helps with determining that diagnosis. So don't self-diagnose. You actually have to have um, a psych, psych eval and a formal diagnosis. And that's how we know where we go from here. Do we go as a direct connection because it is related to experiences or are we going the chronic pain route? You know, I'm not sleeping, I'm not social, I'm, I'm irritable. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm experiencing all of this that's contributing to my depression or anxiety. So that's a lot of stuff that you need to talk out with your coach. Um, and again, formal diagnosis, medical evidence, that's where you start. And I'm, I'm doing this because I always, I do that when I talk about the pieces of the clothes. I won't be there. Um, <laughs> But that was just another perspective um, on, on Patrick's question. I saw a question up about, um, somebody had asked a question about 100% scheduler versus 100% TDIU. And I saw a lot of conversation going back and forth. So I wanted to jump on that, um, even though it's kind of off topic. But I just saw a lot of conversation going back and forth in the chat. While you find that, Jen, I did want to add one more thing because um, I actually looked at that question even even further and the word admit um, kind of stuck out to me. Yeah. And, you know, PTSD definitely has a stigma. We all know it has a stigma. And a lot of veterans all hear, I don't want that label. I don't want that PTSD to haunt me in other areas of my life like occupation. And 
And I like to challenge my veterans and say, you know what? Wear it like a badge of honor. Yes, I have PTSD. This is what I'm doing to cope with it. This is how I function with it. Because it's hard work. It is hard work living with PTSD, living with mental health. So where does the badge of honor? And, you know, make sure you understand your symptoms, you understand your triggers, because if you have a productive conversation with, let's say, your employer about your triggers, maybe they can also be on your support team. They can also support you, ensure that you can do your job even though you have PTSD, even though you have these triggers. So it's not one size fits all. And it doesn't have to be that negative stigma attached. You know, you each PTSD situation is so different. So really leaning into that and, and seeing it as, yes, I went through this. I served my country. If PTSD is my diagnosis this many years later, but I'm dealing with it. And really putting that positive spin on it can can it can be easier to admit or kind of process that diagnosis if you do get that diagnosis. And it can be very private. It can be very private. A lot of people are afraid that um, I'm going to get this diagnosis and this rating and then my job is going to find out. That's not that's not going to happen. Your information is just as protected through the VA, um, the BVA, the the benefits administration as it is through healthcare. HIPAA still applies. So nobody's going to pick up the phone and say, hey, uh, I just want you to know that your veteran has been di- your veteran employee has been diagnosed. That's not going to happen. And in addition to that, your Second Amendment right is not affected either. You can be 100 percent service connected for a mental health condition and you can still own guns. You can still carry a gun. This has nothing to do with uh, with any limitations on you. OK, this is just an identification of something that you struggle with. 100%, 70% doesn't mean that you're not competent, doesn't mean that you can't work, doesn't mean that you can't play, doesn't mean that you can't friend. Um, it just means that you struggle significantly with keeping these symptoms and impairments in check. So please understand that's a lot of myth. Your job isn't gonna find out. Um, I know that certain situations, the FAA has requirements on diagnoses and sharing that. <clears throat> so there are some one-offs when it comes to diagnoses and having to share. But I think that's for that's for another time. Um, really, for now, just understand that nobody's going to call your job and nobody's going to take your guns away because of a diagnosis or a VA rating. Right. Um, and, and it's great that you brought up the myths and it's great that, by the way, guys, as we do this, there's somebody behind the scenes here, Kelsey, and she is excellent at On it. Up all these different little... Uh, things at the bottom of the screen and telling us, hey, look, uh, make sure you catch this question. She's working just as hard as we are. So here at BACI, we actually have a, a team that they're not coaches, but they really support us coaches and really give us the tools that we need to have to get through this. So Kelsey, I appreciate you. You're doing a great job. Uh, Philip. Yeah, let's jump on that one. P and P stop at the age of 67. No, it does not. Once you've got PNT, it's there. That's why they call it permanent and total. So, um, and usually, um, now this is something that, that uh, the VA has been uh, really doing is if you're the age of 55 and or older, what happens is they know those conditions aren't going to change. So that's when PNT really comes into play. And you, and to be honest with you, I'm 100% PNT. And it's because I'm, I can't believe I'm going to tell my age here, 
And he's way older than 67. <laughs> because I'm older than 55. I mean that. They just got, you know, yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> that's another thing too, guys, is as we're going through this, um, if you remember when you were in the military, uh, it doesn't matter what branch, because I've seen it from all branches. Um, you've got to keep that sense of humor. You've got to keep a, a, a kind of uh, humor that actually uh, keeps you driving forward because it, it's really easy to get caught up in the whole mechanical parts of doing claims. But the fun part is the other side of that. When you're, you're keeping up with it and you're, you're developing those relationships with not only your coach, but other um, veterans that are on our sites that you can actually interact with. And that's what I mean by building a community. But that sense of humor is actually one of the funniest, one of the best things to have because you just keep going. Um, so not everything has to be so uh, heavy on you. You've, you've got a place here. And like I said, you've got not only a family here, but your home here. We know what goes on here. And that's the way um, we've all been trained. And that's the way we've all look at it as uh, veterans and the spouses or the uh, family members of veterans. Uh, that's how that's how everything works here. And that's how it clicks. So thank you, Philip. I appreciate that. Um, uh, we really do. And that, that's the fun part about this too. The coaches get just involved in your process as you do. Um, I was saying that earlier this morning. I um, during our class, I got a call and a veteran just, he won another 10%, but the thing is that it put him at 90, but it put him at 90 to where it's like 92. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Because that means that you're right at the end of this. And we get just as exciting, just like, oh, that's awesome. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. We do the same thing. We get caught up in it just like you do. Um, and that's the cool part. Like I said, we're a family. And we really do care and we really do get involved with what's going on. Because I know once this gentleman hits 100, that means something different. That's a lifestyle change for his family. He's that, mind. Uh, there's all kinds of extra benefits that get thrown in there. Um, you know, and he's got small ones. So all of a sudden, college is really kind of being taken care of. There's a lot of things that, that come with this. So we're really excited. And it's one of those things where another senior veteran coach, and myself were talking uh, back and forth by us doing what we're doing we're affecting different um generations uh, generations thanks <laughs> i brain with generations but we're doing that in a way to where they get to not only recognize their father or their or their mother or their aunt uncle whatever the situation is they get to recognize them as a hero that actually did something and now because of what they've done, this is what I end up getting. So that changes a whole lot of mindsets. But what it does is teach them, hey, look, maybe I need to do the same thing. This is where I need to carry on. Sort of like Jen's family. Holy cow, I've never met anybody that has that many Marines around them. Uh, personally, me, me being an old paratrooper, that would make me feel uncomfortable. But anyway, um, see, I tried with the joke. It, it wasn't all that great. But. But well, that's cool, right? Um, and and also, uh, Molly gets to have the experiences because I don't know if you've ever been on a big ship or or done any time out in the ocean or anything like that. I'm guessing you probably have since you've been, you know, out west. 
but uh, the thing is, is we get to live all that kind of stuff, and we get to share all those kind of things. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff I've learned about C-130 since I've been here that I had no idea about because one of the veterans was a mechanic on the C-130 and would tell us how it, how this was. So, and I was jumping out of those things and didn't really know anything about it, except for I was jumping out. Um, and yet the door would open, the green light would go, and I'd go. That's all I really basically knew about the thing. So. Jumping on a perfectly good planes. <laughs> it all starts there. It all starts there. <laughs> we're, at, we're actually supposed to be uh, teaching here, so I don't want to. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> we can do this later. Uh, really, uh, what we do, what we do is so, so fulfilling and it's, it is building these relationships and, you know, it starts with veterans who make the identification that I think I need help. And that's, but that's a big enough step right there. At just asking for help. I can't do this on my own. I need help. Who do I go to? Um, so we, our, our goal is always to make our veteran clients family. Um, you know, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know about your military service, but I want to know, I want to know about you. We need to build that rapport um, so that you can put the trust in my guidance. So when I'm telling you the what's I need you to do, what I'm going to do is also share the why behind the what. I need you to understand the process. You're not just coming to us to tell you this is what you need to do. We're not going to just tell you what you need to do and what you need to put together. We're going to tell you why this needs to be done and how it's going to benefit you and how it's going to affect the outcome, the positive outcome of your claim. This is the importance of this what. Here's the why. So for my veterans, when I'm sending out my action items, we've already talked about the action items and the why behind why I need you to take this step, why I need you to get this documentation, why I need you to go see the doctor, why I need you... To do so the why's behind the what's very important we're not just we're not just guiding you through holding your hand and, and having you check boxes we're guiding you through so that you have an understanding of the process as well you're part of the process you're part of the team it's your coach your coach's assistant and you um, and then it gets bigger than that because you're jumping into the classes you're getting input and perspectives from other coaches and other veterans so it is so much bigger than just you, your coach, and that assistant. Yeah, I'm gonna take this full circle here. We started talking about control at the very beginning. There is more control. You can control this process a lot more than you think you, you can. I know a lot of veterans, they get so frustrated because they just think they put in these claims, it's out of their hands and the VA does, does what they do, you know? Uh, and then you get underrated, you're frustrated, you're stuck there's so much more that you can control. You can control the resources that you take in, the education behind everything. There's a method behind our madness here at VACI. If this process was easy, VACI wouldn't be here. You are not alone feeling frustrated and stuck in this process. And it's free, it's free to join. So give us a try, get connected with that coach, become a part of the community, and take back that control of this process. Awesome, that's awesome. And we just had, um, Charles. Charles, um, where is that? It, oh, he's left. Uh, talking about John Reed. John Reed's an excellent coach. He's actually one of my buddies. 
And we go back and forth a lot and took a veteran from 10% to 80% and they haven't even touched on mental health yet. Dude, get ready because you're about to you're about to go over the hurdle there. He's yeah. a guru. He's yeah. a guru. He is my peace. He's my center. Yes, yes. <laughs> he does have to like all of us. Uh, it's just funny because he's got that perfect accent, that perfect Oh, voice. he's just like the way it works. He's like Barry White almost. You just yeah. you, you just see this when you hear him talk. He's well, thank you everybody for joining us. I'm so sorry that we were not able to get to very many of the questions and typically we we try to i think this was just a really really important topic and being able to being able to support your veteran or as a veteran being able to identify um, where you need support and how best to go about getting that support is very very important um so again apologies that we didn't get to questions i just wanted to hit on a discovery call um, if you've seen across the bottom of the screen the discovery call if you're not sure if we can help you, what your situation is, get um, sign up for a discovery call and you'll talk to one of our representatives that'll help you determine, yeah, we can definitely help you or maybe this isn't for you. Um, so that is a really good way to, before just jumping straight in with the coach, just to kind of feel it out and see if, if this is the right situation for you. We're completely virtual. We're not going to, you know, drag you out of your house and make you uh, come to our offices. I mean, you can come. I've got dog hair on my chair, but you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but try the discovery call, get a little bit more information, talk more specifically about your situation, and then make the determination, is this really the right option for me? Um, and that that should help um, with any trepidation that you might have about joining. Awesome. Hey, brothers and sisters of the uniform, hopefully you enjoyed today. Um, I urge you <coughs> to reach out to those brothers and sisters that are hurting. Um, let's make sure that we take care of each other and build this community because we actually have a community that uh, deserves and we deserve uh, this type of family. So you guys take care of each other. We love you and we'll see you next time. Have a great one.